Hey friends, welcome to the Courage Cast. My name is Andrea Crisp and I am your host. You know, I know I say this every single week, but I'm really so pleased that you have joined us. It blows my mind that we have people listening from all over the world. Now you may know this already, but I'm based out of Toronto, Ontario, and that's in Canada in case you don't know. But the other half of the team is located in Spain and my good friend, Stephen Crilly, makes this podcast sound absolutely amazing. And he and his wife, Sarah, are living and working abroad. In fact, I had him on the podcast just a few weeks ago and we got the opportunity to talk about how we started the podcast and what goes into making this possible every single week. And I don't know if you know this, but he actually writes all original music for every single episode. So if you haven't already taken a listen to that particular episode with Steven, it's number 75. And if you've ever thought about starting a podcast, you definitely want to give it a listen. Also, I've had so much fun connecting with you over Instagram. You may have noticed that I've been popping into your DMs and just leaving you a voice memo. And I just really want to connect and say hello. And I want to say thank you to those of you who actually responded because it's so amazing to hear your voice and just to know who you are. So if you've not already connected with me on Instagram, you can follow me on my personal account, which is at Miss Crispy or at the dot courage cast. Before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you that next week we are starting a brand new five day confidence challenge. And I'm really excited to share it with you because I know that this is something that's really going to help you. And the reason I know this is because I'm contacted every single day by women who are asking questions about how they move past their limiting beliefs, their insecurities, And just yesterday, I got an email from one of my clients and I want to share a bit of it with you. Now it's paraphrased so that I don't reveal who it is, but this is what she says. She says, Andrea, what if the team I'm going to lead is smarter than I am? I feel like I'm working through some really difficult emotions to get myself mentally prepared and I hate how insecure I am feeling. I've been spending the past few days trying to get over it. Okay. So I'm sure you can completely relate to that feeling. Maybe you've been struggling yourself, feeling like you don't measure up to those around you, and maybe it's making you feel really inadequate. And it's entirely possible that you may even have stopped making decisions and you're kind of in that analysis paralysis mode because you're not really sure if you trust yourself to make the right decision. And subsequently, you are in a state of decision fatigue. But the reality is we could all use some more confidence. And I know this because I have been there and I have had to deal with my own imposter syndrome. So it's something that I'm working every single day to overcome. So I'm going to be sharing five mindset shifts that I have personally used. It's not something I've read in a book or or something that I'm sharing with you that I haven't done. It's actually things that I personally use myself. And I am going to help you by giving you some practical tools for you to step into your confidence. In order to sign up, all you need to do is go over to the website, which is andreacrisp.ca forward slash challenge, and then sign up there because we get started this coming Monday, June 10th. You are going to love, 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 love 
this episode today. My guest is none other than Promise Tangeman, CEO of Go Live HQ and the co-founder of Designer Vacay. Now, when I was ready to give this episode a title, I went back and forth between two particular titles, but I landed on having faith to believe because I just really felt that encapsulates our conversation. Now, during this conversation, we chat about design and business and all the things that you'd expect to hear us talking about, but we also get really candid and transparent about certain areas of our lives that we are waiting for a promise to be fulfilled in our lives and the faith that it requires for us to believe. I felt so encouraged after talking to Promise, and I know you will too. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week, we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. All right, so this is a full circle moment for me because I have wanted to have this amazing woman on the podcast since I was in the planning stages two years ago of releasing the Courage Cast. She is someone who is making a huge impact in the design world. She leads an incredible team of female designers that are located all over the world. And I've been fortunate enough to attend Designer Vacay in Palm Springs, not once, but twice. And it's a conference that she puts on with her co-founder, which is Alyssa Juhas, who is also a really good friend of mine. And not only that, but Promise is the CEO of Go Live HQ. She lives in sunny California with her husband, Brian, who's a worship pastor and also their beautiful puppy, Parker. She's so down to earth. She possesses this quality that just makes you feel right at home with her. I'm legit fangirling having her on the podcast, but I'm also genuinely so honored that she took time out to chat with me. In fact, our conversation was so good that we ran over time and just kept talking. So I'm going to be dropping the last part of our conversation in Patreon. So make sure you head over there so you can hear the conversation after the conversation. Without further ado, here's Promise Tangeman. Promise Tangeman, I am seriously so excited to have you on the show. Um, It has literally been since day one of the launch of the Courage Cast that you were at the very top of the list of people that I wanted to be as a guest here on the show. And so I feel like I'm so excited. Like the moment has finally arrived and you're here. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You are so sweet and I, I feel honored to be here. So I'm excited. Well, I am so glad. I'm so glad. Now, I have a little bit of a backstory that I want to share with you before we kind of launch into anything because it was kind of how I was introduced to you. And you know how you hear about like that six degrees of separation? Well, I actually saw you on a Facebook Live with Jasmine Starr. And that is the first time I was ever introduced to you. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember that? Do you remember? Yeah. I'm not even sure what it, what you called it. I think we were doing a series called maybe Brandologists. There was like four. Yes. Five. Yeah, that was so fun. Yes, yes, yes. And I remember thinking to myself when I was watching, I was like, these girls are so cool and this is amazing. And it ended up that I met a girl in Montreal through what you guys were doing. You guys said, hey, comment in the box below and, you know, collaborate with people. And I met a copywriter who lived in Montreal and we became friends and um, she did copywriting for me and I coached her. And it was just a really 
amazing synergy. And it all came from those Facebook lives that you guys did. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah. And I didn't realize that even at the time that you also knew my friend Alyssa. Yeah. And um, I've since had the opportunity of actually attending Designer Vacay several times now, which has been so exciting that you've co-founded with Alyssa. And um, just seeing your journey unfold and all the things that you do has just been so, so inspiring. So watching you from the sidelines, from my perspective, can I just tell you, like, you are doing amazing things in the world. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Started there. Now, usually the question I ask before we even get started is just for you just to share a little bit about yourself and maybe what you're passionate about. Yeah. So I am the creative director and owner of a company called Go Live, and we create websites for creative entrepreneurs and small businesses. We work with a lot, work a lot with girl bosses and female entrepreneurs in in specifically. And my team is all across the country and even the world actually. Um, so, but I would say my greatest passion in my career is helping people launch what they love through web design. Mm. We get to have a part in helping someone launch a dream. And so that's been so fun. And then being able to see how a website can change their business. You know, they're getting more customers, they're able to do what they love and then how that can create freedom in their life. And it can ultimately change their lives, which is mind blowing to me how I'm in the web design industry, but I get to help change people's lives because of the freedom and the passion that they have for, you know, for doing what they love. So I love that. In my personal life, I live in Southern California. I'm married to a worship pastor, and we have a little golden doodle dog named Parker that we spoil like our child. (laughs) He's so cute. He has a lot of personality. So (laughs) he really does. He's so, he totally matches you guys, just so you know. (laughs) I know people will comment on our pictures like, you guys all have the same hair. (laughs) (laughs) they're right they're bang on (laughs) oh dear yeah so that's just a little snapshot of kind of what what I've got going on that's awesome you know one of the things that I am most fascinated about when I think about design and being around designers and in fact I'm um, friends with several people on your team which is really cool so I kind of get to see that inside world of go live and just even you know what designers go through but There's a lot of women who listen to the podcast who are entrepreneurs, they're artists, they're musicians, some of them are speakers and authors. And oftentimes they talk to me about like, what do I need to, you know, even just get started to put my name out there. And it seems so overwhelming for people. Yeah. And, um, and I know that that's something that you do that you're you love that you love to help people launch. How do you help these women or even just anyone who comes to you actually get that idea and that story out into the world? Yeah. Well, I love talking about um, digital marketing because these days having a website um, or even having an active online presence isn't just about having a website. You know, it's having social media activity going on and just creating a space online that you can influence and also attract your ideal client and customer. So it's more than just a website, but you know, one question I get asked a lot is, you know, with social media is, do you actually need a website? 
And a website is still mm. really important for several reasons. Um, one, it helps you stand out as more of a professional. So you'll, you're able to charge more than just, you know, somebody who is doing it down the street or something, doing it as a hobby. So it separates the hobbyists from the professionals. Um, and then it's just a really good snapshot. You know, sometimes on social media, people can miss posts um, because I don't see all every post that someone does in my feed. So people can miss posts here and there. Maybe it's a intricate or um, an integral part of you explaining what you do and someone missed it where they can just hop on over to your website and get a quick snapshot of what you offer and who you are. So a, a website is very key to communicating what you do to the world and you want to make it easy for people to understand what you do. So that's what a website can help you do. And I always encourage starting an email list to capture the people that, um, that fall onto your website, right? They just stumble on your website. And then if you have something that intrigues them to join your email list, then you're able to capture the contact information from those people. So you can stay in contact with them. Um, and then I love social media as in, um, an opportunity to get to know you on more of a deeper level. So maybe you're help, you're using helpful tips and tricks or highlighting blog posts, um, just putting out helpful content for people. So I think it all starts with being social and being excited about what you have to offer. I know some people yeah. are intimidated, right? They're like, Oh, I don't want to sound totally healthy or always be promoting my stuff. But if you, if you spin it in a way like showcasing how passionate you are about what you do, that's contagious. And people want to want to be around that. They want to know more and they want to be involved with what you're up to. You know, just like what you're saying about how, you know, people are fearful of having that kind of like salesy approach. And I find so many women, you know, the big stumbling block that they come up against is like, like, how do I put myself out there confidently? I feel like I have something to say, but they're not really sure like how to put it into the world, whether it be on social media or, you know, sharing it. And I know you do a lot of content creation and I've been kind of following along on some of the things that you've been doing with Instagram, which I love. I get so many helpful tips from it, but I know there's one um, key thing that I keep hearing over and over again. And it's like, I don't put anything out there because I don't feel like I have a really creative Instagram or it's not, um, doesn't look like it's a designer did it. Hmm. And people get so hung up. What do people do that feel like, you know, I, I didn't have someone professionally design this for me or, um, you know, or take professional, you know, photos. How do they get started even just where they are? Yeah, that's a great question. First, I feel like, you know, Instagram, especially Instagram. I'll talk about that first. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like Instagram have, has had a wave of um, wanting to look perfect and put together and yes. professional. And I feel like people are not as into that. I feel like we're moving more towards authenticity and real conversations. Some of, some of the favorite people that I follow on Instagram, you know, they don't have any makeup on. They're just talking to their stories and you know, they don't have it perfectly planned out what they're going to say. And I actually kind of like when they mess up or because I feel like I'm talking to a girlfriend, not um, I'm not listening to a commercial in some ways or watching oh, a very yeah. polished, you know, YouTube video. So I actually appreciate the more raw and candid types of posts. But when it comes to photography, I think, 
you know, a lot of people use stock images to start off, but I just think having a filter that is consistent. So like all, I started implementing that, um, just in the last couple of years, but I just picked one filter that I liked and I just filter all my photos through the same thing. So it at least looks similar. And I think that is yeah. a great starting point. Just pick a filter and then just make sure that you're using it consistently, um, as you're posting. And then it all has like more of a cohesive look to it. I'll tell you, I think even just that whole like Instagram world and um, even putting myself out. I know when I was first starting to coach and I had this website that I made myself and I thought it was like, you know, pretty good. And then my friend Alyssa was like, we need to get you a new website. (laughs) And (laughs) like, you got to love good friends, right? We're (laughs) we're honest with you. She's like, yeah, we need to make. And and it was like she put it out and uh, I gave ideas, you know, took me through the whole process and whatever and which I was like oh my gosh there's like a whole thing you go through here and at the end like the finished product was like blew me away because I was so surprised at how someone could capture me Mm. and um and I think it gave me confidence to actually step out and one of the things that she says like it's going to legitimize you and really did I felt I felt that like I felt um, all of a sudden, like my voice could be heard and people would take me seriously, even though like I knew people took me seriously. I felt like the world would take me seriously just from, you know, my what my website looked like. And then subsequently me learning about how to curate my own Instagram. I am far from perfect, but I think it's just such a... um kind of a fun way to express yourself. Yes, totally. Yeah. And I definitely think that when people land on your page, if they have no idea who you are and they click over to your website, they don't know how long you've been doing what you're doing. But if you have a professional looking website, um, it's the, it's the packaging really that matters. And, you know, if you have the testimonials and the clients to back it up, it just further drives home, um, your credibility for sure. Mm -hmm. Now I love looking at like all of your outfits of the day. (laughs) <laughs> I, <laughs> I love your style. Um, kind of like share a little bit about like, what is it like for you to kind of express yourself through social media or kind of even share that other side of promise that's maybe not just the professional side? Yeah. Well, I've tried to figure out how to balance the business and the personal. And isn't that like grand question that everyone always asks, like how much is too oh, yeah. much and how much am I supposed to be sharing? Um, Luckily, I have a business account, so we share most of the business stuff on the business account, so web designs and tips and tricks and stuff, but my personal account is definitely just more of who I am, and I'm still trying to figure out what the balance is between you know too much and not enough, um, but yeah, I love, I, I feel like the ethos of who I am is all about just expressing creativity. And so I always grew up very creative and I'm a four on the Enneagram. If you're an Enneagram type, I'm a one. <gasps> oh, love cool. The, love the Enneagram. Yes. <laughs> so as a four, I'm just naturally very creative and I love to just find beauty in every little space. And I like to create things. And so an outfit for me is a fun, creative palette or like canvas in real life for me to play around with. Um, so yeah, just showing, just sharing that and showing that, um, personally, I know there's some people that want me to more make it like a thing, you know, where I'm making money from it and stuff, but I just really do it for fun. 
You know, that's an interesting, uh, you know, approach because I think a lot of people, that's what they're looking to do, right? Is Mm -hmm. like, if I can promote this and, you know, I'll get an ad from it and make money. But it's real. I love how you're not just interested in doing that. You're interested in actually enjoying it. Right. Yeah. And that's something that I had, that I learned in the very beginning, which I'm pretty passionate about is staying, picking a niche and then staying with it and building upon that. Um, because I think we can get distracted with making all of our passions part of our business. And then you start to water down your message and then people don't know how to describe you or they don't know how to tell their friends about you because you're doing so many things. Um, so yeah, so that's why I kind of try to keep that separate. Like go live is, is what we do to make a living and how we can help people do what they love. But then I also have passions like painting and, um, fashion and stuff that, just keep my creative juices flowing. Mm-hmm. Now, talk to me a little bit about Go Live because I do have several friends who work for Go Live, and um, and so it's so fun to see kind of the things that they come up with. But tell us a little bit about what is your company? What does it do for people? Yeah, so we specialize in web design, and so we create logos and brands within a web design package. And so we're really, we're really able to help people launch their business through web design. And we focus on creative small businesses. So we work with a lot of females. Um, and we have two primarily, we have primarily two ways to work with us. Um, one is you can buy one of our website templates and customize it yourself. And we have some resources and tools that will help you launch your website. And that's a great starting place. That's actually a place I recommend most people start when you're launching a brand new company or business, or you're launching a side hustle is to customize a template first, because you need some time to really understand what your business is going to be offering. And then also who you're going to be offering it to, because you don't want to waste thousands and thousands of dollars um, with an idea that you think will work and then come to find out it doesn't work or you actually needed to do it this way and not that way. And so um, launching with a template and kind of getting your feet wet with your business is a great place to start. And then on the other side of the business, we do custom designs. So we usually work with people who, you know, are like two or three years in their business, or maybe they're even more advanced in that. And they're ready to take their business to the next level and have it look really professional and also not have to worry about doing it themselves. So we build them from the ground up. Yeah. And they, they really are stunning. Like I love when you post about them and I'm just like, Oh man, I could do that. Thank I could you. do that. Like, yeah. And stay in your lane, Andrea, <laughs> stay in your lane. And I think a real interesting component to our business specifically is we do, we create these websites very fast. Mm -hmm. five days yeah so we do it in five days so we start on monday and then we launch on friday and i just really found that's why we call it go live is because we are gonna get your website live and the reason i named it that was um, just in my experience in the industry so many people have to wait months and months or even a year to launch their website with you know a different design company and as a small business owner myself i knew i couldn't wait that long to have my most important marketing tool, um, live online. So that is just a huge, important, um, aspect to, to getting sales and, um, business. So I want that website launched really quickly for all of our clients. And so that's where we put our heads down and thought, how can we streamline this process? And one of the main ways we're able to do it so fast is each, each one of our designers is, um, 
is individually working with each client. So other design firms will have multiple clients working with one designer at a time. That's why it takes so long. So we have a dedicated designer for each of our clients for the week. Which is amazing. Now, how big is your team? Oh, there's about, I would say 12 to 14 of us, I think. Oh, wow. We need to do a head count, but. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what was it like for you to kind of go from maybe like sitting and designing yourself and kind of in, in that flow to actually like, taking on the leadership of this entire team, which I know are located all over the world. Yeah, that was a, that's been a very interesting process for me. I started as a freelancer, so I was doing it all myself. And then I became quickly very overwhelmed because, you know, there's lots of pieces involved in the process of creating and launching a website. You know, there's email inquiries and then, you know, client onboarding and billing. And, you know, I don't have to tell you all the things that are associated with running a small business, but I felt quickly overwhelmed by that. And so I hired my first, um, my first team member to help me manage the inbox and the client onboarding. So then I could do, I could like focus in and work on the things that only I could do, which at the time was doing the design part of it. That was really, um, why clients were coming to me because they liked the style of my design. Um, Mm -hmm. so as the demand grew, then I was trying to figure out, okay, well, how can I scale this so we can take on more clients? And at one point, at one point I tried to do some art directing. So I was like, I had some designers and I was kind of leaning over their shoulder, telling them how they should design it, you know, and that didn't work out very well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I don't feel alive doing this. And I don't think the designers are enjoying this. And then the client (laughs) isn't liking it because it's not me designing it. And that just didn't work out very good. So I just completely removed myself from the actual design process. And I just let our designers do what they do best. So we set them up for success. We lead the process all the way up um, into, and then the, the designers working with us on our team, obviously, but I don't go in there and art director manage it by any means. <laughs> now, like, what would you say kind of has been like your Achilles heel when it comes to leadership? Like what have you had to just really work on yourself? Um, I feel like personally, oh gosh, I I could talk about a lot of things right here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I think first it was realizing like, am I meant to be a leader and would people take Mm. seriously and would I be, am I equipped to be like, if I, if I'm going to be a boss, like I want to be a really good boss. Um, and so I didn't know if I was made for that. And then I kind of just had to surrender that in some ways, you know, cause I would listen to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of books who were men, business leaders, you know, CEOs. And I was like, I just yeah. can't be that. And I won't be that. And so I feel like the biggest learning lesson for me has just been to know my weaknesses and not be ashamed to tell my team like, Hey, I'm not the best at phone calls every day. I, you know, I'm not the best at returning emails in a timely manner. And so also being able to hire team members that can fill in where I'm weak. So Mm. like the two girls that are my right hand girls, they slay at tasks. Like they get it done so quickly and they're on it and they're just on it with the email communications. And I need that around me because I have a, I have trouble keeping up with that. And so, um, yeah, I think for me, like the biggest learning has just been to be honest with who I'm meant to be and what makes me happiest, you know, in, the best person I can be for them in some ways. Yeah. I think that's like great advice, whether it's like working 
you know, and leading a team or it's actually being part of a team. I think that honesty and that approach to like, this is how much I can give and how much I have to offer. And these are the things that you're going to probably be annoyed with. Right. Because I'm not always going to come through. Um, One of the things I found so interesting is that, you know, uh, I think a mentor said this to me a long time ago, but she said, you know, Andrea, people tell you who they are. And so listen. Yeah. And Hmm. quite often I used to because I'm a one. Right. So I'm a fixer. So I would used to think that, you know, okay, if um, they tell me who they are, then it gives me an opportunity to fix Mm -hmm. that thing. And and really it, it actually had, I had to kind of step back and go, you know what, people are telling me who they are for a reason. And I need to hear that. And I need to actually allow the grace to kind of come into that space Hmm. for me not to like fix and have to step in and feel like, and not because I feel like people are broken necessarily, but just because I feel like, oh, I can help you like get better at that. And the reality is, is that sometimes that's just innately like who people are, like, you know, being a four on the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. you've got all the feels. Um, And and I actually coach a couple of fours and I always find them so fascinating. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. No, 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 not a bad one. (laughs) I love how you like immediately like, oh, no. Um, But just the uniqueness of a four. And the desire for them to be able to kind of stand out yeah. on their own and um, and kind of, you know, carry their own place in the world. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's interesting because as a one, a, a person who coaches fours, I have to recognize that oftentimes I can't give them advice mm. about what they should do. Mm-hmm. Because they they need to to know that they figured it out themselves. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. And so that's been an, an interesting kind of process for me. But I know that you kind of have been sharing a little bit on your own personal journey that you've been in therapy. Yeah. I love I'm like, if if I'm not coaching um, or having a coach, I know that like therapy is huge. It's completely revolutionized in my own life. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about kind of your journey in, you know, actually like stepping into that world. Yeah. Well, I think originally I began to like really process things mentally and I kind of got a little um, like worried about how much I needed to process things. And so but then I also was like, well, maybe I'm just more like elite in some ways because I need time to process things like and I want to be processing a lot of things um but then I realized okay maybe I just feel like I'm in my head too much and it's I'm making life too difficult and life seems too hard just the day to day you know and I was exhausting myself with the um the the mental chatter that I had going on in my mind and I had been probably wanting to see a therapist for like a year and it literally literally took me a year to look someone up and call them because mm. not because I was afraid to admit that I needed to talk to somebody but I think because I've always been an advocate for therapy like I think when you have the opportunity to better yourself like why wouldn't you <laughs> but right. for me you know if my time is limited and it's you know 
it's easy to see how like working out would make you fit if you stuck, you know, stuck with it and listening to a business podcast would make you better at business. I think it was really hard for me to see how is the time that I spend at the therapist really going to impact my life. Mm -hmm. So that time commitment was hard for me to swallow. But then when I started going, I realized, wow, every aspect of my life can change if my perspective changes. Like this is actually the the investment that I should have been spending the most time and whatever money it took, you know, mm -hmm. to to do that. Cause I feel like every aspect of my life, you know, I have a different perspective on, or at least I'm working towards towards that. So I feel like it's been priceless. <laughs> Imagine for a moment that you had all of the confidence in the world. How would you feel? And what would you be able to accomplish? I'd bet money on the fact that you would not allow rejection or the fear of failure or even insecurity stand in the way of your dreams. You would be completely unstoppable. Wouldn't that be amazing? But here's the thing. Confidence is not something that we're born with. It is something that we have to learn throughout our lives. And right now you might be thinking to yourself, okay, Andrea, I've got so much to offer, but I'm always overlooked at work and definitely overlooked when it comes to relationships. And I get that feeling. It's the worst. You might be struggling to be seen and yet you feel completely invisible. But if you don't deal with those insecurities, if you don't get to the root issue of why you feel that way and start to put yourself out there, you're going to continue that cycle of unworthiness and it is going to rob you of your motivation to succeed or worse your faith in yourself lack of confidence is the number one reason why women give up on themselves they give up on their dreams and on their goals and even on their potential and it's something that i consistently am working on with my coaching clients every single day and I don't want to see you give up on yourself. Now, I've been racking my brain with how I can help you become more confident. So for the past few months, I have been looking into my own personal journal and I actually wrote down five mindset shifts that I have used in my own life to really change how I feel about myself and how I look at my future and at what I'm capable of and I wanna share them with you. In fact, I want to help you identify what is really holding you back. And then I'm gonna give you some practical tips at how you can start to shift those mindsets. Now, here's the thing. I want you to join me for a free five-day challenge during the week of June 10th through the 14th. Now, this is not gonna be any ordinary challenge. I truly believe it will shift you from those feelings of self-doubt and help you realize that you are a complete badass and that you have so much to offer the world. In order to sign up for the challenge, all you have to do is go to my website, andreacrisp.ca slash challenge and sign up and you're gonna be in. You'll get an email from me and we will be getting started on June 10th. I do not want you to miss this opportunity to become completely unstoppable.
What do you think you've learned the most about yourself? Yeah. Um, the one thing my therapist has been working with me on is she says, you are not your mind. Oh yeah. And your mind, forgive me for all those therapists that would probably, that might be listening to this. I'm really going to botch <laughs> this up, but this is just like my interpretation of what she was trying to teach me. <laughs> so forgive me. I'm sorry for everything. Um, so she's, she was saying your mind inhabits your body kind of like your other senses do. And you're supposed to use it as a tool only when it's needed. And I really thought my mind was me. I thought my mind and my spirit were kind of the same thing, but she's really been trying to teach me that your spirit is, is who you are and your mind is how you process things and you know, how you figure things out, troubleshoot things in your life. Um, but I think I was just living too much in my mind. So it's been, been really interesting. You know, I've always heard the phrase, you know, be present. And I've always thought it was like, I always thought be present is just put your phone down and like be with the person who's there. But I'm really learning through my therapist and this book that she has me reading that being present is actually learning to turn your mind off and like, just sit in the moment, like something, this book that um, was explaining that I was reading, I was saying, you know, the future doesn't exist in the past, um, you know, is of interest, but it really doesn't matter anymore. The only thing that matters is right now. Like, as I'm saying, this is the only moment that's actually real right. for me. I was like, wait, what? Cause I've been living in this psychological time where I'm worrying about the future. I have a lot of anxiety and stress. And then I'm, you know, I have guilt from the past of I haven't done this right. And this person thinks this of me now or whatever. And I was just exhausting myself. So realizing that the, the present moment is all that actually exists feels so freeing to me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, we do tend to have that, you know, looking back and like, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda, or these regrets or like, I wish I could change these things. And then we're so far ahead at, you know, I wish this could happen in my life. I wish that I was here and we so often neglect the moment. Mm -hmm that we're actually in and the space that we're in. And um, one of the things that I've been trying to just even do myself is, is to actually write down those things that um, are happening, mm. like to, to be aware of them. Like this is actually happening right now. Yeah. You know, not has even happened, like it has already happened or is going to happen, you know, but like taking the moment and being like, you know, what, I like even like, let's just say right now, like I have hoped that we could have this conversation for, gosh, probably two years since I launched the podcast. Mm -hmm. But if I didn't take the moment to kind of be present in the conversation right now, well, a lot of good it would have done me to wish it to be. Right. If I didn't enjoy it when it was actually happening. Yeah. And spend that time being in it. And I think I think it's hard. Like we're living in such kind of like a, a frantic world where it feels like, you know, I've got to play catch up for things that I didn't even know I wanted. And I'm not even sure that I do want and and kind of neglecting, you know, this is a space that I've been given. These are the people who are in my life. This is, you know, what God has kind of blessed me with. When you think about that for yourself, like, what do you think are kind of those things that stand out to you? Like, this is, you know, my present life and this is what I'm excited for. 
Um, well, my husband and I have been on a three and a half year infertility journey. And I would say like the thing that I'm most longing for, looking forward to, excited about would be having a baby. Mm -hmm. um, but that also in the same breath, that also can be what stresses me out and <laughs> exhausts me and worry. It keeps me up at night worrying. Um, so I think that's the biggest struggle for me right now is the, the tension between the two is I'm excited for that. I want to be hopeful and have faith and be excited, but I also, you know, have been on this journey now for a while. And so some of the doubt comes in. And so I'm battling that. I don't know if that answered your question. Very well. Yeah, no, no. Cause that's a very real like thing. Like yeah. that's a very real place in your life that you exist in today. Yeah. Yep. And like, you know, even, you know, somebody probably listening to that right now is probably like, oh, wow, like there's something in my life that I have doubt mm -hmm. and I also have excitement. Yeah. What do you say to yourself in those moments? Like when you are, you know, thinking I do desperately want this to happen. Like, how are you managing that, managing your expectations around all that? Yeah. I think that's a really good question. That's something that I'm asking myself daily because I really am in that struggle of, I don't, you know, your mind is so, um, powerful. And so I don't want to doubt so much or believe negatively, like kind of like believe it into existence, you know, when it's, um, like, I don't know if that's making sense, but I want to have faith yeah. and like believe and, um, and, and have my like hopes and dreams come into fruition because I have the faith that they will. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's been a journey. I feel like part of it is turning off my mind because that's my mind not doing helpful things when it's running around. In yeah. So that's something my therapist has been working with me on is, you know, just have a blind faith, like a child trusts, um, turn off your mind because it, the, the, the rabbit holes that my mind is taking me just are really not helpful. And something I've also been learning in therapy is, um, you know how they always say, uh, you, that everyone's feelings are valid and you can't like stop feeling something, but feelings usually come from a thought and you are able to direct where your thoughts go. And so that's been a huge, um, struggle for me and like battle is, you know, learning to direct my mind and direct my thoughts and focus on believing and thinking positive. Um, so yeah, it's been working. It's really been exercising the mind for me, um, turning it off, turning it on, uh, mm -hmm. and just having faith. Um, yeah, that, that, that God's got it too, that I don't have to, it's, it's out of my power at this point, especially with totally. like infertility. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the thing, right? Like we have these hopes and dreams and these desires of, you know, I wish that this would happen. Like for me, it's not infertility. It's, you know, I wish I was married. Mm. And, you know, so there's that like, you know, kind of like balancing place between like people ask me all the time, do you, do you still want to get married? You know, like, um, after all this time, I, I say, of course I do, but you know, there's so much you can think about, right. That will derail you if you let it. Mm -hmm. And yet having that hope, 
is is so important, you know, that this is possible and that things, um, you know, but I'm still happy now, but I would be welcoming something. A friend um, actually shared something with me the other day because I called her and I was kind of frantic about something I wasn't feeling well. And I was just about to lead a, a, a kind of a workshop for the day. And and I said to her, I said, what's the difference between like surrender and like just feeling like you're like, okay, I'm done. Like I give mm. up. And, um, and she's like, I don't really know, Andrea, like what the actual difference is. <laughs> but she says, what I do feel like is when I surrender is the moment I in the fear, when the fear comes and those thoughts come, I say, I trust you, God. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's surrender because it's acknowledging that it is there, that you can't change it. But I acknowledge you, God, in that moment and say, I trust you in this situation mm-hmm. and there's and and that's surrender right like because yeah. it's like this is out of my control the only person who can control this is you god and um i don't know it's been i think kind of helpful for me because there's been you know points of like even anxiety in my own life where i'm just like getting really worked up about certain things and and i just have to say i have no idea how this is actually going to turn out mm-hmm. and i'm very fearful it's going to go badly right and, um, and, but like, I trust you. Yeah. Well, in the word, I trust you, God, that was something that I've really had to have been working through too, because what am I trusting for? Am I trusting that he's going to give me a baby or am I trusting like, what exactly am I, am I trusting? Am I trusting that, um, that, you know, and, and, and I think something I had to come to the realization of is that he's a good God and that I trust him even if he chooses not to give me a baby Mm -hmm. because, you know, we live in a broken world and it's not perfect, but also he maybe, he maybe, maybe he has a better plan for me that I just can't see yet. And so that's where I have to say, I trust you. You know, I trust you that you have a better plan that I can't see yet because I'm too in it. And to me, it seems like devastating if, if, if the choice, if you have the choice to, to, you know, gift me with a child and you're withholding that, that feels like cruel almost, you know, but but I have to trust that he sees something that I don't, that he sees a big picture. You know, he, he's not on a time, a timeline, you know, he's out of, out of clock time. So it's like, yeah. um, and, And so I can't even fathom, fathom that he just he sees the whole our whole story and i i don't so that's where i have to say yeah i i really do trust you so i had to go through that like figuring out do i really do i really trust do i really have faith and what what am i having faith in Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah i feel like i feel like it was healthy and good for me to work through that and then to come out on the other side knowing that i do have to surrender and that God has a plan. It's not that he doesn't have a plan. He has a plan and we need to have faith and trust that. It's hard because like, that's a really vulnerable place. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, um, and I think a lot of people get caught up in, you know, getting mad at God mm-hmm. or, you know, saying you didn't come through, you know, or this is the one thing I've really wanted and I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. How do you kind of reconcile 
like even with yourself or even kind of like the voices maybe that around you, how do you reconcile that? Yeah, I think it's, I've had a couple of friends who just have amazing stories of how I've seen um, God work. And you know how, you know, that saying that you probably hear is, oh, God's timing is always perfect. And I'm like, yeah. well, God's timing is a little slow. I'm getting older. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're like, he could hurry up that timing. That'd be great. Yeah. But like, I've seen, I have friends that just have beautiful stories of, you know, things that, that happen later, but then it all comes together. And it's like, wow, uh, like, you know, he really, it, it really is on God's time. Cause he just has things. We just can't see things that, that he can, that he can bring together. Um, so I think I just have to have faith that, um, I only see a, just a small portion of my life, my story. You know, I can picture like this long timeline of um, like history, I guess. And I'm just like a little dot on it. And sometimes I feel so, so close to it that I can't even make out what exactly it is. Um, and so it's hard to, it's hard to like make decisions in those moments when you feel like I don't really even know the whole story. Um now I'm just rambling. I feel like I got off. No, no, no. As you're saying, no, as you're saying that, like, I just actually had a, a kind of a picture in my mind of like, you know, like what you just said is like, there are, there are so many times where, you know, we, we have this timeline and almost like we have to kind of pull our, our own ourselves out of it Yeah. to kind of see like, what, what is the bigger picture here? Yeah. Like what could possibly be happening that I don't know or don't see what are you doing in me personally um what are you doing in my relationships on account of this or um you know and there's so many I think facets like you know we were talking earlier about like your mind but like our our physical body and then our our mind which is our our so I call it my soul which is mind will and emotions Mm -hmm. and then the the spirit right Mm -hmm. and so it's like we're we're these like you know three part beings that we're trying to figure out and navigate life and um and disappointment and frustration and you know and and dreams and hopes all of the things Mm -hmm. you know and so often we we pay too so much attention to like the good stuff like these are my hopes and dreams and these are how I'm going to do this and this and this. But then we, we, we neglect to kind of really be honest and vulnerable about like, this is actually like the place of disappointment I sit in right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think for women listening, you know, like we talk about courage, like all the time here on, on, on the podcast and mm-hmm. taking those brave steps. And, um, and I think that's a place of like just being real about the disappointment and also being hopeful in expectancy of like, God, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. I feel like in this season, um, you know, when hard things come, I think another thing I hear around a lot is, um, you know, that, well, you know, God's teaching you something or you need to learn something from this. And I do feel like I'm learning a lot from it, but I also feel like in this trial that I've been going through that, you know, maybe the Lord is just showing me new parts of himself through this journey. So mm. maybe it's not necessarily just all about me either, but it's also about revealing, you know, the, the tender, quiet places of God that I hadn't quite seen yet. And I honestly probably wouldn't have noticed if I didn't have this time where I was like really seeking to understand why is this happening? What is, what is going on? Um, so I feel like this has been definitely a season of learning for me, for sure. In all kinds of ways, all kinds of ways. 
<laughs> now I'm curious because like I think that's interesting the way how you put it um how you're 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 learning about him like what is he telling you about him yeah I think I I think the whole like do I trust him thing was a big aha moment for me in realizing like when I would say oh I god I trust you I used to think that was like oh I trust you that you're gonna give me a baby you know but really understanding that god really does know the whole story and that you know, if he says, um, like if I, if I'm praying for something, I'm asking for something, you know, usually it, it's either like not now, or it's, I have something better. It, it wouldn't be like, no, I don't want to give you that. Or, you know, sometimes I, I put a lot of guilt on myself and I think that's a, another four on the Enneagram kind of thing. Um, but I guilt myself in all kinds of ways. Like, you know, maybe I sh- you know, we should have been trying to have a baby a lot earlier in my life. And, um, you know, I was too career driven or, you know, I wasn't trusting earlier, all the, all the things, you know, and just that God has grace for that. And, um, I, yeah, I just, he, he has, he has a lot more grace than I think I would give him credit for in the beginning. And I'm just learning that like, he's actually loving and like desires to know me personally. And yeah, there's just been like a lot of sweet things that I've been learning through all of this and it doesn't, doesn't all have to do with my character, but it also has to do with, um, how I see him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I think that's like, I think the most important part of relationship, right? Yeah. Is that there is relationship. Right. It's not just, you know, I believe in something. And I think that, I think that's what makes it so special. Yeah. I know for myself, even when I think about God and, and there are times where I feel like, is he going to be, you know, upset with me when I'm angry and I tell him that. (laughs) And I've learned as like kind of the older I get, like the honest, the honesty part of this relationship has to be, has to be present. Yeah. And that means me too. Like, and I get to be honest and I get to, you know, share those moments with him and say like, I am frustrated. I am disappointed. I am sad. Mm. I am lonely. And then kind of feel the emotion and, and allow him to kind of, um, you know, talk to me about that. Mm. and care for me in that and like you know I I don't know I just I guess I I picture like just a parent right who is caring for a child in like when they you know didn't have someone sit with them at lunch yeah you know and that disappointment of what it felt like when they were alone and sitting there and that parent's like okay well how do you feel and you know like just being there and not just saying like it's going to be okay and you're going to find new friends and right but kind of being in that moment and being like, yeah, it sucks, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That must have really hurt. Yeah. And and kind of I feel like, you know, learning that about him and I don't know. So I feel like I'm hearing that out of you mm-hmm. as well. Like kind of that depth of relationship is just really beautiful yeah. and also kind of complicated. Right. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, like it's, it's not, not an easy, it's not an easy journey. Like now, are there people that are around you that you kind of um, are helping you in the journey besides a therapist? Or is that kind of like, are you just a more of a private person? Yeah. You know, I think that's also been a journey for me too, figuring out who do I share with what and how. And um, um, so, yeah, I feel like our family has been there. I have a couple girlfriends who have been walking this with me as well. And then my husband, my husband is a seven on the Enneagram. 
So he's yeah, okay. Mr. A positive, Mr. Peppy. Um, <laughs> so he's a great uh, yin, and yang, yin and yang for me. <laughs> I bet. So we make a good team in that, in that way. Um, but yeah, it's also been something that has brought us together as a couple too, which has been really cool just to see um, our relationship take another, like go another level, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I like, I really appreciate just even your vulnerability to share with, with me. Yeah. And you know, those people are listening. Cause I think it's just, I think it's so important that we, I don't know, as women are real with each other mm-hmm. like that. I've, I've found probably the biggest um, thing as I, I get older is like, you know, we, we so often see each other running the race and go, man, like her life looks so amazing and so beautiful and cool. And, and yet there's like a a story there. There's a something that you are navigating, and you're dealing with on an everyday basis, like, causing you to take steps of courage every day. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you kind of like, another question, one kind of last question, but what is the next brave step you need to take? Yeah. And that could be in anything. I think just because our infertility journey is like kind of the forefront of my life right now, I would say like having enough faith to put a baby room together. Oh, I haven't been able to do it. I like cleaned out one of the rooms. So it's, you know, cleaned out, but I just haven't been able to like, Oh yeah. Like I need to get a crib. And like, I don't know. I just, I want that kind of faith that, that, you know, God has our child picked out for us, whether it's through, um, you know, whether it's a biological child or an adopted child, like whatever that looks like, but he, he has a plan and I just need, I, yeah, I feel like maybe, maybe that's the next brave step I need to do. Mm-hmm. Just believe me. That's that. beautiful. Yeah. And actually, I think that's, you know, interesting too, because we have to take a step and actually do something. Yeah. Which requires like our heart. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, being... yeah, more than just physically putting the room together. I think the physical room is just a mental picture of what I need to do in my heart, but I maybe just don't have the faith to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, interestingly, you know, you say you don't have the faith, but you know what? I I would maybe say you probably do have the faith. Yeah. It's just um, a step-by-step place, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a journey. And I think that, you know, at the right moment when you can actually take that next step. Right. And, you know, I think it's like little bits of things that come together and form the one, right? Like maybe picking out a color or, you know, designing it in your mind without actually physically putting it together yet. Right. You know, there's all these little things that I think are steps along the way. So I just encourage you, like, you know, with your faith, it's there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is there. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I think I, I know that deep down in my heart but it's, it's the, ba- it's the mind battle. I feel like, cause it's like, well, if I do that, then, you know, I'm, I'm going to be really disappointed if, 
you know, I find out that I'm not pregnant in a few weeks or, you know, it's just, it's kind of like protecting myself. But again, that's just like a mind battle. It's turning my mind around and following what I know my heart believes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you because I know that just sharing this is going to probably help so many people on their journey. Yeah. And you just, you know, being honest about your own is so beautiful. I feel like um, I just got to know you in a whole new way. (laughs) And probably other people that follow you and, you know, are a part of your journey did too, which I think is beautiful and lovely. Yeah. And, and, and I think, and I thank you. I thank you because I think it's, it's, um, it's so courageous to share those parts of you and that vulnerability that kind of just makes life what it really, really is and not just what we see it to be on Instagram or what we present it to be in, in social media. It's just, it's, it's all really about this is actually my life and, yeah and this is promise. And so, and I think you're beautiful and lovely and all of those things. And so I, I join my faith with yours. Thank you. Yeah. I'm believing I need it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do. I join my faith with yours and, and, um, believe that God has something incredible in store for you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm believing that same for you. Thank you. I will take it. I receive that. Yeah. <laughs> I receive that. Now, if people want to get in touch with you, if they, um, I'm sure people probably even have like right now, they're like, I need to reach out to her. Yeah. Um, you know, or um, they, they want to find out about how to build a website or just, you know, they just want to send you a heart on Instagram. (laughs) You know, I know, you know, like I know people are like, you know, want to do all sorts of things. But you know, like, I think just, just everyone be mindful, right? Like, this is our lives This is real, this is real life. But, um, but I know people want to extend that love to you. So how do they find you? Yeah, so the best place for that would would be on Instagram. And my Instagram handle is at promise tangiment. That would be a better place rather than email because my email box, like I mentioned earlier, is kind of like a black hole in some ways. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you're interested in building a website, that would be our website, golivehq.co. And if you fill out one of those inquiry forms, you will get directed to the right, most prompt person who will respond to your email. (laughs) Don't you love them? Yes, I love them. That's what that, yeah. And, and then on our, we have an Instagram account that is very active as well for our business. And we love sharing tips and tricks there. And that is at go live HQ. Awesome. Thank you so much. Promise. Yeah. Thanks for having me. My heart. Okay. Seriously, guys, I just can't even believe Ah, I feel so honored to have had that beautiful conversation with Promise. It felt so life-giving. It's my hope that you feel encouraged today. Now, if you're going through something really difficult right now, I want to remind you to hold on to hope, to really activate your faith and believe that there is so much more for you than you even see right now. Now, I'm going to be putting all of Promise's information in the show notes so that you can connect with her And you can do that by going over to thecouragecast.com and all of her information will be there. As well, make sure you check out the conversation after the conversation over on Patreon. Now, friends, thank you so much for joining me today. You know that I love 
that we get to do this together. So don't forget to sign up for the five-day challenge, which starts on Monday, June 10th, by heading over to andreacrisp.ca forward slash challenge. I cannot wait to get started with you. And until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crilly.